Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. Driving late down a road, you see from flashing lights, a siren. Ah, crap, it's the cops. Oh, thank God. It's a fire truck. Wait, who's in the driver? That's not a firefighter in the driver's seat. That's Sean Robinson. Our guest, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Nick's gone. He's probably banging some trees out in the forest. But today, we have a new guest, and just between me and you, ladies and gentlemen, might be an improvement. So, Sean, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm pretty good there, good buddy. I am uh, drinking a Yingling out of a Robinson Shop mug. Speaking of Robinson Shop, we'll get that to later in the podcast, but I'm joining you also with a Robinson Shop glass with a Heritage bourbon. And boy, you have an interesting story that we just had to record. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to everyone? Yeah, I'm uh, Sean Robinson. I am a junior at McPherson College of Automotive Restoration. And uh, I got this thing called the Robinson Shop where I do uh, custom coach building and fabrication. So, Sean, I've known you for nearly a decade. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Don't know if I'm a curse or a blessing, but you have always made and bought some interesting objects. And this next one that we're going to be talking about might be the most interesting one yet. I think so. And I'll be honest, it's big, it's red, and I am jealous of it. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Robinson bought a fire truck, not just a fire truck. Fire truck with history behind it. Fire truck where he even made his own stories in it, calling across the country, and he is going to tell us all about it. So, how does one go about finding and buying a fire truck, Sean? Dude, Facebook. I'm a part of this Facebook group called Spamfa, which is like the Society for the Preservation of Antique Fire Apparatuses of America or something like that. It's a stupid long name. I don't know. Um. Anyways, this guy, Richie posted in there saying he's auctioning off his fire truck to raise money for his bar in pennsylvania that's the bar halligans and hooligans cafe in moore pennsylvania right that was the one you're telling me about yeah so he bought the truck a few years ago did some work on it and decided to raffle it off to try and promote his bar and everything uh i bought a lot of tickets how many tickets did you buy I bought, I don't know, I spent like 300 bucks on tickets. Okay. And they were like 20 bucks a ticket, so like whatever that equals. Okay, that's that's still very impressive. That's about... So, I thought I had a pretty good chance. Apparently, I had a really good chance because he called me one night when I was towing and I got it, so... Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got yourself a fire truck. It was kind of a trip. So, you only paid like $300 for the fire truck? Yeah, and when I tell people that, they're like, whoa, you got this thing for so cheap. But I didn't tell them is that it cost like two thousand dollars for the tires and everything and x amount of money for everything else because it's a big rig basically (laughs) one might say it's a boat on land (laughs) a lot of money going into it basically yeah no 100 percent. and for those wondering this is not a piece of junk this is clean this is a was it 1982 mac cf 600 ladder truck and it is i've been it ladies beauty so 300 bucks so far feels like a steal but didn't you just say the fire truck auctions in pennsylvania yeah and you live in kansas yeah that's a far distance yeah it's like 1300 miles 
something like 1,400 miles. How does one get a fire truck across that great distance? Dude, so I went out there after I bought it and everything. I got my insurance, got uh, got a couple quotes on some tires and everything. I got to interrupt you. How does the insurance call go when I get, I bought a fire truck? Oh, so I used to go to uh, school with the uh, my insurance agent. He works for Haggerty. Uh, dude, fire truck insurance is cheaper than my own pickup insurance. Because they base it off of like claims a year, and like there's like no claims a year for a fire truck, <laughs> so it's like stupid cheap. Like, and I'm a college student who owns a fire truck. You'd think that the insurance on that would be outstanding, but it's like very reasonable. Everyone's thinking you can't get hit because you're a giant red vehicle. Yeah, because no one wants to hit a fire truck. <laughs> so I get so much extra distance on the road. It's pretty crazy. Uh, going back to distance, that distance between Pennsylvania and Kansas. How did you? Cr- conquer that so i went i flew out there uh a week before the big trip and i drove it from where it was in maria pennsylvania to my friend carl's shop at the pope of john d on instagram uh he also went to mcpherson college uh i drove it to his shop which was 77 miles it took us four hours Ooh, was this before or after the new tires this was on the original tires from 1982. That like, it was down to the cord on the tires, like chunks, chunks missing on the tires. And you thought it was a great idea to drive that? I love it. This is why we're friends. It was not the stupidest part of the trip. The stupidest part of the trip was uh, that clutch was slipping like crazy because the clutch cable was like too short. So it was like I was driving a turbo 350 that was like, in the back of some like half million mile S10 for like its entire life. It was, I was going up these hills in Pennsylvania, like these like 9% grade incline hills, if not more, like going like three miles an hour with like a half mile of traffic behind me. (laughs) That's when you just put on the sirens and tell everyone go around me. I thought about it. I thought about it. There were some times where we got through a big city and we're like driving through the country and it's like just a two lane road. Like they, they couldn't pass on me because it's so curvy. So this entire train of cars behind me, I go on the outskirts of the town, the quicker way. The entire train goes through the town and tries to get in front of me. <laughs> and as I pass the town, I see them at the stop sign and they're all way back there. And I still pass them and they're still stuck behind me. <laughs> If anyone was out in Pennsylvania and you were stuck behind a fire truck for several hours, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so you started a parade unofficially with your fire truck. That's a good way to put it. Your brand new, quote unquote, new fire truck. Yeah. But now we now we just moved it from one shop to another. You still got to get it home. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like, it's a 1982 Mac. Like. It's indestructible. The truck had 9,000 miles on it. Like, that's brand new on a Mac. Let's be real. So uh, I threw four new 6-volt batteries in there um, and got the tires and everything, and, like, I just sent it. By sent it, do you mean drive it or? Yeah. I flew out there the next weekend again with my buddy, Matthew Herman. I think it would only be fair to shout out your friend who drove across the United States with you. So shout out to Matthew Herman at Timberland Environmental in Madison, Wisconsin. And I guess we just 
The craziest thing was like, we didn't really see anything wrong with it. Like we were just like, I called him up one day, like as soon as I won, I was like, yo, Matthew, got the fire truck. And he was like as pumped as me, if not more. And I was like, dude, what are you doing this weekend? Like, we're going to drive this thing back. And he's like, Sean, I'm so down. Let's go. Talk about a good buddy right there. He, he flew out there with you and you drove it back together. I could not have done it without him. I drove the entire way, but he was my navigator, and he saved my ass so many times. Just helping you stay awake? No, just navigating where to go. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And if I remember correctly, a little bit before recording, you had some interesting methods of driving across the country, avoiding way stations and tolls. Yeah, so there's this great app. For those who don't know... When you have a large vehicle, you kind of have to weigh it because people are worried about transporting illegal goods, extra goods, et cetera, et cetera, taxes. So when you just bought a fire truck and you're a college student, I imagine you don't want to pay all of those. No, 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 no. Uh, do not want to pay that. So there's this app called Trucker Path, which is kind of like Waze, where truckers can let you know, like, hey, this scale is open, or hey, this scale is closed, or hey, there's a DOT officer at the end of this scale. So we were like all eyes on that the entire way there, because some states are like all commercial vehicles must stop, all non-commercial vehicles must stop. It's kind of hit or miss. We didn't want to stop. <laughs> I don't blame you. Once you got momentum, you want to keep going. Because I was really not looking forward to having the conversation with a DOT officer when I scaled that thing at 38,500 pounds that I'm exempt from a CDL <laughs> because it's registered as an antique. And he probably would not believe me and probably would have booked me. Yeah, cops uh, aren't very lenient when it comes to traffic laws. Learn that one coming up to visit you. No. Not my fault. <laughs> nope, that was that was actually not my fault either. Well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. What was the favorite state when you were driving through that you went through? Dude, I have never been as excited to see Ohio as I was on that trip. I was driving through the Appalachian Mountains. I was literally driving through, like, we were going through roads that were like, all trucks must stop for a mandatory brake check area. These roads were so steep. And like, I got air brakes, you know what I mean? Like, it, it can go bad if my brakes fail. Are there runoffs on these cliffs? Or? Yeah, there were several other runoffs. Okay. Yeah. Do you still have the old tires on? No, I had uh, this guy... I need to give him a huge shout out. Let me look him up real quick. Well, while he does that, I just want to say, again, for anyone who's done a long road trip, we've all know how much that sucks. Now imagine a oldish fire truck with, I would say, a temperamental gearbox that takes some used to, and you're driving across the entire country with it as fast as you, well, not as fast as you can, but as consistently as you can, trying to avoid the way stations and cops. This is straight out of Rocky and the Bandit. D DNR truck repair in Middletown, Pennsylvania saved my life. Chris, if you're listening to this, I owe you more than what your bill was. And I actually paid him more than the bill was. He, like, I felt so bad because I was like, dude, like, you know, take your time getting all this stuff fixed out there. Because this was like when it was at Carl's shop. Because I was like, it was like a week went by. Like, he put me in front of truckers that, like, needed their trucks back on the road to feed their families. Like, he got my stuff done, like, in all, like, one or two nights. That is hard work and dedication, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That, that is amazing. Sorry. So, you got fresh tires, and you just made it to Ohio. You're happy. You're, <laughs> you're happy, and you're in Ohio. Even though there's 
steep hills, and you have air brakes. Yeah, no, like, I was actually getting uh, about six miles a gallon all the way through those mountains. I thought that was pretty good. For how big that vehicle is, that is very well. As soon as I hit Ohio, we were getting about eight to nine miles a gallon, so that was even better. That's in that's better than a lot of like '90s trucks. Yeah, that's up there with like those F250s and 350s, and they're not forty thousand pounds. <laughs> Nor God knows how long is that vehicle? Like thirty feet? Uh, forty-nine feet in total. It's basically like driving a uh, a trailer on a tractor trailer. It's like a trailer is like fifty-three feet. Like it's basically the size of that. Because the ladder sticks out like like ten or twelve feet past the rest of the body past the axle so driving around in it i still kind of want someone to get hit in the head when you turn with with that ladder i've only almost taken out like two light poles <laughs> only two only two which isn't that bad oh all right so we got through ohio driving across country you got a good buddy with you keeping you awake navigating helping you avoid the way stations you're back in kansas now now you said this has got low mileage but even if it's from the 80s you still got a lot of work to do. So what needs to be done with the truck? I feel like there's more past Ohio. Let's go back to Ohio. Where was I? So you got the truck. You got new tires. You just made it past Pennsylvania. You're now in Ohio. You like Ohio because of the cliffs and hills. And you're driving along. Where are we next in our journey? In my, uh, I think it was Ohio. My buddy Matthew and I stopped at a gas station in, uh, I think it was East Richland, Ohio. We were stopped. We actually met a trucker there that used to build those fire trucks. Say that again? Yeah. So I'm in there, you know, I was doing my thing, like going to the bathroom, getting some chips or whatnot. And uh, I come out, and this trucker's like looking underneath my truck. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, what's going on? Because Matthew was like, we, were, we added like a little bit of oil, uh, just like the usual amount. Like it wasn't that bad. And uh, this guy was like, yeah, I used to build these trucks back in the day. And, like, he was clowning around that truck, doing all the, like, all the levers and hoses and whatnot, showing us, like, what everything did, and was, like, asking about the history. He's a pretty cool guy. Talk about a small world where he possibly could have even worked on that actual truck. Could have been. That is, what are the odds and chances of that? I don't know. It was pretty cool. But, so, you just had to add some brake fluid to it. That sounds pretty good so far. No, just, uh... It's air brakes, so just oil. Just oil. My mistakes. Sorry. I'm not used to fire trucks <laughs> and all the, and what goes into operating and maintaining them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're in Ohio, and somehow you come across a diner with a former employee who could have been possibly made your fire truck. That is a small world situation. Yeah. And you still have so many miles to go. Yeah. Um. Indiana kind of sucked driving through there. I mean, it's just, you know. At least you didn't have to go to Gary. Yes. I'm so glad I was not in Gary. But it was very bumpy and not fun. Oh. We uh, managed to go all the way from Harrisburg right about up into Indianapolis the first day, which is about, I don't know, a good drive for someone to do like one trip on like their car. It took us like 17 or 18 hours going 44 miles an hour max speed. I hit 51 miles an hour on a 9% downgrade. <laughs> Other than that, 44 the entire way. Oh, I imagine a lot of people were giving you looks, and a lot of people were stuck behind you. Yes. I, I don't see many civilians driving a fire truck. And seeing you driving a fire truck, 
I would probably take a double take. So that first day, was it all eyes on you? Everyone just looking at you? I was not even, that first day, I was not even paying attention to anyone else. I was so focused on all those hills and all those mountains. I was not looking at anyone else. Oh, you were in the zone then. I was, I was in fight or flight mode for like 12 hours straight that day. Oof. Oof. Now, how long can that go before refilling? It's a 50 gallon tank, so I, we stopped like every like 200, 300 miles. Okay, so I mean, you're doing four miles per, 40 miles per hour. We'll just, we'll just say that, and every two or three hours. So at least you're getting some breaks to stretch your legs, at least. Yeah, some, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just knuckle grinding and <laughs> white knuckling the wheel. It was a lot of, a lot of that. I gotta imagine have you have any familiarity with driving big vehicles like that yeah i uh i tow in uh in kansas we drive uh we drive like 30 foot flatbed wreckers all the time so at least you have some history and experience with a big vehicle but this has got to be a whole new experience it was a little different mainly because of the ladder i mean the length of the vehicle really it wasn't that bad i picked it up really quickly i i didn't hit any curbs or anything the entire way just uh what was different was that the ladder just stuck out so far straight behind the truck so if i'm on a two-lane road and i turn left uh my ladder's gonna go right into uh the other lane i could take out a semi-truck driver because that's like right at cab height you know what i mean that's gonna be a bad day for somebody yeah so every uh Every turn, left or right, I have to look in several different directions at once and make sure it's safe to turn when when I can. And this might just be my experience, but when you're in the front of the fire truck, you're past the wheels. Yeah, so it's a cab forward design. So I'm sitting in front of in front of the wheels steering. Uh, the engine is behind me, and the front wheels are about three feet behind me. And I'll be honest, that that really throws me off when you're turning. Like, I'm thinking you're going to hit a curb, and you're actually hovering above the curb, and the wheels are still behind you. Yeah. That's got to be so... Now, driving that for, like, 12 to 17 hours, that's that's got to take some getting used to. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't that bad, though. I mean, I picked it up. Out of of curiosity, you mentioned the engine. What engine does it have? It has a Mac E6, which is a straight-six turbo diesel. Nice, nice. Was that pretty pristine when you uh, picked it up? Because you said it only had, like... 3,000 miles on it? Yeah, it had like 9,000 miles, which on a Mac E6, that's like... Basically, it's like when that nesting bird drops off a baby out of uh, heaven onto a someone's porch step. That's like how that Mac is, like with 9,000 miles. It's like a brand new motor. Like, that thing can run on idle for eternity. Literally eternity. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. So Apocalypse, when another snow blizzard come hits Texas, I'll just go into the fire truck turn it on and stay warm forever yeah no honestly i was kind of impressed that heater and that thing works like a charm uh, i would say that's overkill it works extremely well yeah oh but all right so it's a little funky because you got the ladder sticking out the back you're sticking on the cab you're trying to get used to at least the ladder part you're le- luckily you have a big vehicle yeah. you hit indiana it's bumpy as hell you're getting tired what do you do Oh, yeah, we stopped for the night in Indianapolis. Just grabbed a crappy motel hotel and just slept for a few hours? Pretty much. Okay. On the road the next day. We we had a brilliant game plan of buying a Bluetooth speaker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of nice, because we were just playing truck and music the entire second day, which is 
honestly kind of a vibe. It was a good time. So this first day, did you have no music? No, it, like I said, it was fight or flight. Like Matthew could have been talking to me for like hours. I would have not have listened to him. I was so focused on that. It was... Dude, talk about a good buddy. Just yeah. not able to sit in silence. Oh, dude. He, he's a good buddy. <laughs> Definitely old him a six-pack plus some more. Yeah. Oh, All right, so now you have a speaker. That's got to make the world of difference driving that thing, just to be able to somewhat distract yourself from what you're doing. It was a good time. We were playing, like I said, some trucking music. My Snapchat, I probably had the greatest Snapchat story of any of my friends that day. Just driving a fire truck, you know, playing some Jerry Reed. Well, doing it was a, a good time. Doing a shameless plug, where can they people find you? Oh, speaking of Instagram, you can find me on the Robinson Shop with underscores as spaces. There you go, the Robinson Shop with underscores with spaces, and I highly recommend you all to check out his stories. They are hilarious. It's pretty much daily just fire truck stuff. <laughs> we'll get to your fire truck in the everyday life, but let. Let's continue on the story. We're still not even in Kansas yet. Second day, you've been, what, eating gas food, drinking water, just white-knuckling the steering wheel the entire time as you're driving across. Your second day, you're in Indianapolis, you're heading towards Kansas. What's happening? Yeah, we passed through, I uh, like Missouri, Illinois, all those other states, whatever the in-between states are. I don't the know. Midwest states. Yeah, all those states. It was a good time. We pretty much stayed on... Uh, on the highway for most of it. We thought about taking back roads the entire way, but that would have been such a bad time. We just wanted to just hammer down and go straight. Just turning that constantly would suck so much. Yeah, it takes a lot of brain power just to turn. I mean, like, like I got the hang of it now. Like, I can pretty much just mindlessly drive around town. But when there's a lot of traffic around you, it's not a good time. And this is day two of you driving it. This so is day two. This is... This is hell of an adventure so far. Okay, we're past the, well, lack of words, boring states, Missouri and Illinois. We're in Kansas now. We're in Kansas now. As soon as I hit Kansas City, I was like, we got this thing. Because I have uh, 150 miles of free towing through Haggerty for my insurance. And I was like, all right, we're in Kansas City. Like, we're set. Come on. If anything were to have gone wrong, it would have gone wrong in Pennsylvania, honestly. So... I was like, all right, we're totally fine. Like, we're just going to, like, hammer down. Somehow, driving through Kansas City felt like it took, like, three hours on its own. Probably because it actually took, like, two hours because we were going so slow. And Kansas City sucks to drive through, even in a normal car. <laughs> Let alone a 49-foot-long fire truck. Yeah, really didn't help out my situation there. I would have loved to have gone a bit faster. But it is what it is. But you got through it. Got through it. That two, three hours of grinding through the city with a old, pristine fire truck, which is a weird sentence coming out of my mouth. Yeah. And now you're straight home. You're driving along. This is, are we still in day two or is this day three? No, it was just a two-day trip. Just a two-day trip. I, uh, we got back into McPherson, Kansas at 2.16 a.m. So. How good was that feeling? It was it was pretty, like, unbelievable. I, I'm still having moments now. Like, and this is, like, it's been a few weeks. I'm like, wow, I really just did that. Like, it's kind of, like, unbelievable to think, like, hey, like, I really just drove this thing 1,300 miles across, halfway across the country. But the second day was about, I think, an 18-hour drive day. So it was a 17 and an 18-hour drive day. That's pretty brutal in a row. That's 
Yeah. That's pretty brutal, my friend. I ate a lot of food when we got back. How much coffee did you drink? Oh, it was a lot of coffee, a lot of smokes, uh, a lot of snacks. Just anything you can just to stay awake. Yeah. Keep going. I kind of loved it. I, I kind of lived on like that rush. It was kind of a good... It, <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> so, two in the morning. I imagine you just got to pass out. No, I actually had like a welcoming party. Like, we got back... Wait, into... <laughs> hold up. You had a welcoming party? I don't know how it worked out, but uh, yeah, we got back to the sheds where I uh, parked that thing right next to the college at like 2.30 in the morning. And like, there was like... 15 20 guys there just like shaking my hands like giving me hugs like you made it you made it you it was kind of cool <laughs> that is i didn't know this part of the story that you you had just a rival party just like oh i mean they were out they were out there just like doing their thing and i show up and yeah but come on they, they were following my stories because i i posted this thing on my uh social medias for like Honestly, I'm sorry if anyone watches my stories and they're like, Sean, just shut up about this stupid truck already. I'm sorry. No, that's when you double down <laughs> and just double your quantity. No, but everyone's been following me, like hyping me up throughout the entire drive. Like, oh, you're so close. Like, you got this. Like, it was kind of cool. That's nice having good people like that just yeah. to edge you on a little bit further. So now it's two in the morning. Why, why you got to go there, Sean? <laughs> so... It's two in the morning. You just arrived. There's a party. You're shaking everyone's hands. What's the first thing you do now, now that your fire truck is parked and has made it to Kansas? Oh, I went to sleep. <laughs> just straight to sleep. Yeah. How, how great was it to sleep in your own bed? It was pretty good. It was a pretty good feeling. I don't know. I was pretty beat. Yeah, but now the morning comes, and there's still stuff that needs the fire truck to be done. And I know you, for those who don't know, Sean and I both like to modify things make things personalized and if i know sean he's going to put a radio in that truck yeah i do like to modify my vehicles my daily driver is a base model 2010 f-150 with zero options from the factory like not even cruise control manual locks and manual window cranks i customize that thing to the extreme but this fire truck i really love the history about it. I wanted to preserve this thing rather than restore it. I felt like its most important period in history was when it was fighting fires in Millinocket, Maine, versus when it was off of the Mac showroom floor in 81. So I kind of want to keep this thing pretty much original. Uh, like you said, I did add a CB radio when I got back. I tried to add it uh, at Carl's shop in Pennsylvania, but I was having too much of an IR loss through all my wires that I just, I couldn't do it. It wasn't working because uh, it was drawing too much power and I couldn't handle it. So I had to wait until I got back and I could hardwire it to the truck. But that's like the only thing that I really added to the truck. Other than that, it's pretty much going to stay pretty much all original. That's very noble. A truck that served and helped save lives and put out fires. You're keeping it not pristine, but traditional. Yeah, like everything I'm going to, like, I have no accessories to that truck. Millinocket, Maine, uh, they have the ladders and they probably have some of the axes and stuff. So everything I put on that truck to make it pretty much era correct is all going to be from the 80s and 90s. You're keeping that tradition alive of hard men and women fighting fires and yeah, keeping that little history alive. That is, that is very courageous and I applaud you for that. 
what have you done to it just to i mean, like you said it was pretty pristine baby new besides the tires and a little bit of oil what else has been done uh pretty much just that i've been going through it you know uh cleaning out everything uh i got some aluminum polish from california customs i'm gonna i'm gonna use to buff all the aluminum gonna buff the paint gonna keep the original gold leaf lettering on there uh and buff that that red paint on that thing will buff out like it's brand new that's nice yeah it's, it's single stage red which it's it'll come back like no problem you forgot one other thing that you're modifying and one little thing you're missing with the story it has to do with fluids Shoot. oh yeah we had a fun day today uh well let's start with the problem what was the first problem with this okay so i guess i didn't mention this truck has a 106 foot mid-mount ladder which is the i think it's the biggest truck on a mac that you could get and it's the only one that's a mid-mount this is the this is a one of one mac ladder truck there's no other ladder truck like this mac with those options uh which is what was specially requested by millinock at maine just because of their terrain and locations of where their mill and their uh and their factories were in the town this is what would best suit them they had like hired some uh like contractors to come out and design a truck for them and that's what they came up with but uh carl and i ran the ladder when it was in harrisburg and it was like midnight we were drinking some beers we weren't really paying attention to like the fluid leaking but uh fluid leaking what's leaking oh what's leaking yeah okay so i'm in mcpherson it's daylight we try and fight a ladder up there's like a solid stream of hydraulic fluid that pisses out of the seal <laughs> probably it goes about nine feet out there's like 2500 psi of hydraulic fluid running through the system and if it can go nine feet out and still raised ladder first of all it's kind of impressive second of all kind of bad yeah <laughs> leaking that hydraulic fluid kind of bad how much hydraulic fluid is in that thing uh if i had to guess probably like 100 gallons all shooting out in a small stream well not small stream but a stream that is like what you say like nine feet in length yeah probably that is out of a seal not like out of a, a fitting like out of a seal that sounds like some bad news bears there it was bad news so i lowered the ladder and uh we had a fun day today taking those nine foot long fully extended hydraulic cylinders off today that way what five six hundred pounds probably about six hundred pounds yeah yeah on a very slippery surface with boots and yeah food everywhere <laughs> It's not a good time. Sean, why wasn't that a good time? It was a lot of fluid. Yeah, that is true. And very heavy. That weight up that high on that slippery surface definitely was not the funnest. But it could have gone way worse. It actually went surprisingly well for what it was. Let's be let's be real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very happy. Plus I got to work on a fire truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you I get to work on a fire truck just when you need extra hands. You get to do it almost as a anytime you want. Now, are you just saving this for a rainy Sunday? Is this your daily driver? No, what like this doing? is my daily. You know what I mean? Like if someone's like, "Hey, Sean, there's a cat in the tree. Come help me." I'm like, "All right, I'm your man. I got you." So you're using an eighty-one, eighty-two fire truck as your daily driver. Yes. How has the town and your neighbors reacted to that? I mean, no one's ever mad when they see a fire truck. 
<laughs> but I imagine a lot of people are confused when you're driving. Oh, the confused truck. 100%. I get a, a strange, strange looks. I get happy looks, and I get a lot of waves and honks. Probably because I look like I'm a real fire truck, when in reality, I'm just a college kid who's just driving a fire truck. Like, <laughs> I'm not even in the volunteer or anything. I'm just like, I'm just having a good time. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what's the weirdest thing that's happened besides the one guy meeting you at the gas station slash diner that used to work on those trucks? Like, someone's seen that fire truck and just standing in front of it, walk, wanted to ride it, drive it. What, what's been the weirdest thing without it? No, I'd say the most annoying thing, though, is when people, uh, like, when I'm parked at a gas station or whatever, and people come up to me, and they park, like, right in front of me. They, like, box me in, and they try to, like, talk to me about my truck, and I'm like, dude, you just, like, you yeah, can't do that. Perfect. You can't, I don't know, they don't. They don't mean to, but it's kind of annoying. Okay, well, all right, what's the happiest story you've had so far with the fire truck? Not getting oh. it back, not being daily driver, but. Dude, when I'm driving down the street on, like, a sunny Tuesday morning, I'm getting my coffee, like I said, I daily drive this thing. And I see these kids in the cars, and they're, like, doing, like, the, the arm pumps to honk my horn. Even though I don't even have an arm pump horn, I got, like, a normal steering wheel horn. But it's still an air horn, and the kids love it, so that's kind of fun. You also have a very fun siren. It's a very loud siren as well. That's what I mean by fun. So, just having a siren, a fire truck, you just be, you gotta be over the moon, right? Oh, it's a pretty good time. It's a pretty good time. Pretty good time. Dude, I've seen the smile on your face every time you drive in. You are, you are moving, grooving, and being a happy camp. Dude, like I said, I just, I feel like I'm driving a big rig. Whenever I get in that thing, I'm just like, man, I want to get some 80s or 70s Mac. I want to go just trucking across the country and just do my thing. I'm like, I get in the zone, and it's it's a good vibe. That sounds like when one of us make it as millionaires, one of us buys another rig for the other and just go cross country. Dude, I would almost pay someone to do that like i i don't even have my cdla yet if anyone's listening and wants to let me use their truck to get my cdla that'd be cool well you heard it there and once again sean where can people find you they can find me on instagram at the robinson shop and he is promoting that robinson shop and i highly recommend it he is a hard worker and does quality work ladies and gentlemen and well I know you're not a big reader, so I won't ask what books you're currently reading. No, there's not really any books I read. What's the next project in your future? Next project in my future is probably going to be my belly tank salt flak racer I'm building. That's going to be an interesting one. I can't wait until it's done to have you back on here to explain that story. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Sean, for coming on to the podcast, telling you a fantastic story about driving a fire truck cross-country, keeping it classic traditional, and making it now your daily (laughs) driver. Well, Sean, I hope to see you back on the podcast real soon. And as always, you can check us out at Backyard Philosophy on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And because Nick's not here, I have to do it. No, we're not on Twitter because Twitter is a dumpster fire. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.